We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. Actually, Happy New Year. It is a new year. It's 2023. Um, I am still going to consider this episode part of season three, just because it is the same kind of idea, the same kind of style as I've been doing um, over the last 12 episodes of looking at some very, very basic notes and riffing off of that. Um, so yeah, I just want to get right into it. So the first point that I have today is about normalizing, changing your mind. So the, uh, the reason why I thought of this is because there was actually, um, something that I said just in my last episode, so a little over a month ago, that I still believe in the the basic thing that I said, but I wanted to elaborate a little bit and um, not necessarily change my mind, but just elaborate a little bit more about what I was saying. So in last episode... Um, I was talking about recognizing the humanity in other people. And I talked about um, people that have like food service jobs and talking about how they have a lot on their mind and making my food is the least of their priorities. And I actually wanted to take that back um, because I think that that kind of um, devalues myself as a customer. And I don't think that's even what I was trying to say. Um, not to say that I am not worthy as a customer to have quality food made for me or that, uh, food service, worker's job doesn't mean anything to them because neither of those things um, is true. I mean, there, there are probably some service, food service workers that really don't care about their job and that that's a whole other issue. And I don't want to talk about that. Um, but the thing that I was getting at was the little quote unquote mistakes that people make in, I mean, really in any context, but it it was just more apparent in a food service job because you can think of, um, like the example I used was someone made my burger and the, there were like pieces of the burger that have fallen out 
But then when they wrapped it up, like they didn't put it back. They just like wrapped it up. And so when I got my burger, there was like a tomato and like a pickle or something like outside of the burger. And that's, that's just such a little example, but a perfect example of this concept of recognizing humanity because people do things that they don't even realize might inconvenience someone. And on the flip side of that, I don't have to be inconvenienced by that just because it's a little error and I can just pick up the tomato and eat it, you know, like that. That's what I was getting at. Not that, not that I'm not a valuable person as a customer. And if, if there really was a big issue with my order, I first, I do recognize that the person that made my food made a mistake. And if it's a big enough thing, like if I had a food allergy or let's say I paid for something extra and I didn't get it, that is something that I think I would and I have um, speak up about. So, um, but at the same time, I'm not taking it as a personal offense and I'm not looking at this person like, oh, they're so stupid or, you know, they made a mistake and they're less of a human being than I am. So that's, that's really what I was getting at, um, in my last episode, just the, the idea of humanity and all the other things that go on in someone's life. It doesn't devalue, um, endeavors that we take on, you know, it it, just because I have a lot on my mind, it doesn't excuse if I make a mistake that does hurt someone. But at the same time, those little quote unquote mistakes that actually make life interesting, those kinds of things are what I was talking about when it comes to humanity. Um, Yeah. And so just this concept of normalizing, changing your mind. Um, I, I considered, I mean, not, not for very long, but I did think about like, oh, I don't really like how I talked about that. Like, should I just delete that episode? And there are some other things I talked about just in the last 12 episodes that maybe when I listen to them in a few years, I'll be like, ooh, like I do not believe that anymore, but I'm not going to delete it because I want to see that growth. Even past that, you know, in the character showcase that I did, the the second season, or would that be like episodes 11 to 26? Um, there are some things that I did talk about then that I can think of now. I mean, I don't have to get into all of them right now, but there are some things that I said in those episodes that I don't believe anymore. And I think that's really an important part of growing up and of maturing and aging gracefully is to have the humility to change your mind especially when you gain new experiences or you hear a new perspective that really resonates with you. It's like, oh, I like, especially if the belief that I held before 
was just conditioning and there was no actual root within my own sense of self and my own sense of what is right and wrong. Um, if it was just conditioning and I am presented with a new perspective that challenges that, I want to normalize it for myself to change my mind. And I think that can be really difficult. I know um, just for me, I mean, I can really only speak for myself. Um, I grew up in a household where um, intelligence and being smart and knowing things was really of the highest value um, pretty much over anything else, like getting straight A's and good at getting into college and all of that like academic stuff and being book smart and like knowing lots of stuff was really um, like the most important thing, which as you can probably tell from my, um, from my tone right now is that I don't believe that anymore. And I mean, that's just, that's so meta is like knowing things. Oh, it's so important. And just the idea of changing your mind and being open to a new perspective was something that I was not open to all the way up until my undergraduate years when I finally was away from my parents and away from my hometown and around a lot of new people that had completely different experiences from me. Um, yeah, I just, I want to normalize the idea of changing my mind and allowing new perspectives that resonate, um, allowing those new perspectives to change my beliefs and subsequently my behaviors, how I treat people, how I talk to people, how I think, how I, how I act, all of that stuff. Um, so moving on to the next point with really, um, no smooth transition. <laughs> My next point is what does it mean to feel old? And I put that in quotation marks. What does it mean to feel old? And it's, it's going to be hard for me to talk about this without any emotion behind it, just because that is. The whole point of this project, or it has become the whole point of this project to um, fight against this idea that, you know, when people get older, especially women, our value decreases. We're not worth as much because, I mean, getting so specific, like if we're not able to rear children, if we're not attractive to men, then we lose our value as a person, which I'm... So uh, like that, that just totally makes my skin crawl to even say that out loud. I don't like to even say it out loud, but that is the kind of undercurrent belief that is, as I said before, I mean, I guess it does relate to the first one, um, just an unchecked condition that a lot of us are not even considering that there could be another way of living another way of thinking of believing and the the thing that triggered this what does it mean to feel old is that i was talking with some classmates and i do think i'm the oldest person in my major um 
I'm in grad school right now for music therapy and I'm on, I'm on a different kind of graduate track where I'm actually taking a lot of the bachelor's classes. So I'm with a lot of undergrads. Um, and it's just really funny because we were talking about, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. And then I mentioned how I am 31 or like I, I just turned 31 and and then it was just funny because then one of my classmates was like oh like i just turned 21 oh i feel so old and like a few of my other classmates like kind of looked at me with like a like a concerned expression like a oh god like like feeling offended for me because i had just said i was 31 and then this woman says she just turned 21 you know 10 years younger than me and she feels old and she, she just said it like straight to my face. But then I was just like, you know, it's all a mindset. Like I wasn't offended. Um, but it just made me think like, what does that even mean? What, what do you mean by that? Like you feel old. And I wrote this down in my notes, like, what does, what does feeling old mean? And how does that contribute to a culture that glorifies youth like what where did this come from like why do we feel old just because we turn an older age like i i don't know there's just so many ways that i actually feel younger now than i did when i was 21 just because i was in such a different place like, I mean, I, I say I feel younger and okay. So, so then what do I mean by that? Let's, let's do that then. So I feel younger because I am moving my body more on a daily basis. I am smiling more. I'm laughing more. And I feel like that kind of those kinds of activities, especially the mobility moving my body is, um, tied more with youth and being young and i've heard a lot of people that are my age you know they get up and they crack their back and they're like oh i'm so old it's like like wh why why do you like why why is that like your back hurts like like i personally i had back issues when i was a teenager um, just because I had really poor posture and I, I know like all the reasons why that happened, um, now, but it's just, it's like, yeah, like body aches and pains are more characteristic of older people, but it just feels like when we're still young, it almost feels like we're so afraid of getting older because when you get older, it is more likely that you will die. I mean, I think that's what the core of it is, um, especially, you know, across genders, everyone, especially in Western culture, across genders, just, oh, I'm so old, like that kind of thing. I do hear that a lot. And it's, it's mostly in young people that I hear that. So... I'm also really, I'm, I'm really interested in 
just seeing how that narrative changes as I do get older and as I spend more time with people that are my age and older. Because I do think I'm in a weird um, situation right now. I mean, it's it's only weird just when I look at it through this lens of like I am 10 years older than a lot of my classmates. Um, 10 years or even more like there there was there was an, another another woman in, in our group when we were talking just then. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. And she was like, oh, I, or not, not I'm a Capricorn, but I'm, I'm a, a goat in the Zodiac or a Ram. And she was like, oh, me too. And I was like, oh, right. Cause you're, you're 19, right? She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Like I'm exactly 12 years older than you. So it would be like, we would be the same year cause it's a 12 year cycle. And yeah, I just, it's. It is a, like I said, it's only weird looking at it from that perspective of like a, this huge age gap. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that actually does tie in with my next point, um, which is that I want to include more older women in this conversation again, because last year I spent, um, you know, the, or just doing a more overview of the whole project is that I I started it thinking of all of these characters and I, I had that going on behind the scenes as I interviewed 10 wonderful women from my own life, mostly my own mother and my friend's mothers and former teachers and other women that I met at different things. And so just to hold myself accountable, um, I had said that I wouldn't talk about this in the last episode, but again, I'm changing my mind because I want to normalize that, but I want to hold myself accountable and I want to do more interviews in this coming year. And I just feel like interviews are so interesting. Like I love interviewing people. I have been interviewing people for over a decade, just through different things. I interviewed people for school projects. Um, I interviewed people for a website I used to write for, um, and then another website that I made because I wanted to interview people that I wanted to interview. And then I did those 10 interviews with, um, women in my life. And so I am just, I'm not making like, oh, this is a formal announcement because I haven't actually done any of them yet, but I want to do more interviews this year. And so that's that's what I want to do. I I feel like I'm running out of content from just from my project with all the characters and there are so many moving parts and I do still feel sometimes sometimes overwhelmed by just how much I set out to do and how much I still have to do. And I also just want to give myself a little bit of grace and compassion that I did set out to do a lot. And I do still have a vision of sending this really formidable package to video game companies with all the characters and the illustrations, which are mostly done with their stories. Um, and then the music and voiceover, which has not been done yet, but I I still think about it, um, but I think it's also, I want to allow myself my own humanity and my own 
kind of chaotic energy and chaotic mind to allow myself to kind of go off the rails and just do all this other stuff that's still relevant, you know, like interviewing people, especially um, women that are just doing really cool things. Um, I did a little bit of a little bit of hashtag research. <laughs> like I typed in hashtag old lady. And it is funny because when I went on to Instagram, some people actually were like older women, like talking about their lives. But a lot of it was like mocking older women. So that's also kind of interesting. Not a big surprise. Um, but then I also, I was doing other different hashtags and I started following maybe 10 more pages. So we'll see. I'll start sending messages, see if I could get some interviews and hopefully in the next few months, you'll hear another few voices other than mine. So that's all I have for today. And I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are and you will hear me again next month. Bye-bye.